What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I am the Renegade JJ Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 1971 the first of three black exploitation films I'll be taking a look at, and that is Shaft, starring Richard Roundtree, Moses Gunn, Charles Siofi. Christopher St. John, Lawrence Pressman, Antonio Fargus, and others. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me today here for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I just said, today we're going to begin three days of black exploitation films. Just another part of black history and specifically black movie history that needs to be addressed and um, covered here as we continue our Black History Month celebration. And coming out guns blazing here, we're talking about none other than that bad mother himself, John Shaft. It's 1971, January, and we meet our hero, who's a private detective named John Shaft. Shaft is informed that there are some gangsters that are out looking for him. And Shaft is friends with a police lieutenant by the name of Vic Andrazi. And Shaft and Andrazi meet one day, and Andrazi is trying to get information from Shaft about the gangsters that are looking for him. And at this point, you know, Shaft doesn't know anything. And even if he did, he follows the code of the streets, you know, basically the whole no snitching thing. Because even though him and Andrazi are friends, you don't really know who you can trust on the police side. We've seen this all too many times in cop movies. There's always some dirty cops around somewhere. Andrazi is unsuccessful in getting some intel from Shaft. However, when Andrazi leaves, Shaft spots one of the men waiting for him at his office in the same building that his office is in. Shaft forces the first gangster into his office where the other gangster is waiting for him. A fight ensues, and during the altercation, Shaft ends up dodging one of the men who goes crashing through his window flies out to the pavement below, ends up dying. The other gangster surrenders, not wanting to suffer the same fate. And he reveals that he's there on behalf of a man named Bumpy Jonas. And Bumpy Jonas wants to see Shaft up in Harlem for a meeting. So when Shaft is brought into the police station for questioning regarding the gangster's death, Shaft tells the detective questioning, as well as Andrazi, that the man was in an accident. Of course, you know, they know Shaft better than that. They don't really believe him, but they have no proof. So Shaft is let go. He's going to be back on the streets for at least 48 hours. So Shaft now has 48 hours to figure all this out. 
Shaft arranges for a meeting with Bumpy at his office. And now Bumpy here, Bumpy is the leader of a Harlem-based organized crime family. And apparently his daughter has been kidnapped. And Bumpy wants to hire Shaft to get his daughter back, get her home safely. Um, Bumpy suggests that Shaft find a gentleman named Ben Buford. And Shaft is able to track Ben down. But when Shaft arrives, a shootout ensues. And after the, the shootout is done, Andrazi tells Shaft that he believes that Shaft was the target of the shooting, not Ben Buford. Because tensions have been brewing between Bumpy's gangsters up in Harlem and the ones downtown, even resulting in a couple of different murders over the last few days and weeks. But as far as the public perceives it, the public knows it's blacks versus whites, which has the possibility to turn into a full-blown race war. And the police obviously are trying to prevent that. Andrazi shows Shaft some pictures of two mafia men who had just arrived in New York. And then he asks Shaft to explain what's going on. And even though he knows that Andrazi knows that Bumpy is looking for Shaft, like he wants to see what he can get out of Shaft on the situation. Shaft is able to deduce that the mobsters were watching his place from a bar across the street. So one night he poses as a bartender and calls the police to come and get these guys. The police show up, arrest the gangsters. Later that evening, Shaft goes to the precinct to talk to the mobsters that were arrested, try to get some information, find out where Bumpy's daughter is being held. Andrazi informs Shaft that the room he was in was bugged. So he needs to come in for questioning because people at the precinct know kind of what's going on now. They have heard Shaft's dialogue with these gangsters. Instead of bringing Shaft in for questioning, Andrazi leaves Shaft alone. Because Andrazi knows that Shaft is on the good side of the law, and he's trying to put this all together just like the police are. And Shaft has generally been pretty cooperative with Andrazi, sharing information when he has it. Ben and Shaft investigate the apartment where Bumpy's daughter Marcy is being held. But when they get there, another gunfight ensues, during which two mobsters are killed and Shaft takes a bullet in the shoulder. Shaft goes home, receives medical attention, and he tells Ben to get his men together and meet him at the hotel where Marcy has been taken. Shaft then gets on the phone, calls Bumpy, and tells him that his daughter is okay, 
but to send taxi cabs to the hotel so that they can use them as getaway cars. Figure even if there's mobsters left over, all they'll know is that the guys got away in a taxi cab. They won't have makes, models, car descriptions to try and track these guys back down. You know, what are you going to say? Hey, boss, these guys came in and they got away in some taxis. This is New York. There's thousands upon thousands of taxis. Once they all get to the hotel, Ben's men dress up as hotel workers to try to blend in and avoid suspicion. Shaft ends up taking one of Ben's men up to the rooftop with him. And they're going to prepare to enter the room where Marcy's being held but they need a diversion. So Shaft creates the diversion by throwing an explosive through the window of Marcy's room. As all the mobsters run out of the room, the gangsters, because they don't want to get blown up, they encounter Ben and his team of men in the hallway, and they take care of him there. The rescue, of course, is a success. Shaft's plan works perfectly. Everyone gets away in the taxis standing by. And after they all drive away safely, Shaft goes to a payphone, calls Andrazi. And Shaft tells him that there's going to be a huge mess to fix up as a result of the rescue. Andrazi tells Shaft, well, fix it. And Shaft tells him, you're going to have to fix it yourself, hangs up and walks away from the payphone laughing. Because Shaft, even though he's a private detective, even though he's friends with Andrazi and some of the guys on the precinct, that's your job, man. I I'm, I'm did what I needed to do, and I'm out of here now. So he hangs up and he walks away just laughing about it. Yeah, I created a mess. Now you got to come in and play cleanup. You know, I'd never seen Shaft before. Believe it or not, I've seen the other black exploitation movies that we're going to cover um, tomorrow and the day after. But I'd never seen Shaft. I had heard of Shaft. I kind of knew a little bit about Shaft but just had never seen the full-blown movie before. And I really enjoyed it. You know, there were a couple parts in it that moved a little slow for me. But overall, I would say it was a really, really fun detective movie, you know? Blaxploitation films, in my opinion, There's there's good and bad that come along with them. I mean, there's actors and actresses that come out of the black exploitation era that definitely would not have achieved the level of success and notoriety that they have if it had not been for those movies. So while there's a lot of um, stereotypes and stuff that are portrayed in these movies. 
you know, the pimps, the mobsters, the whores, the, the drug dealers. You know, I would not know who Richard Roundtree was if his roles at Shaft had not existed. I would not know who Pam Greer was if her roles like Coffee, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, or Foxy Brown hadn't existed. You know, things, things like that. While, like I said, while exploitation films were kind of a necessary evil during a time period there where African-Americans weren't getting a whole lot of leading man, leading lady roles. You know, Sidney Poitier being one of the rare exceptions to the role. But had it not been for Shaft, Superfly, Foxy Brown, movies like that, I don't know where we would have gone as far as African-American leading men and women roles in movies. As far as my rating for Shaft goes, I'm going to give Shaft three out of five stars. Like I said, there were a couple parts that I felt dragged. Um, I did enjoy it, but am I going to rush to watch it again anytime in the near future? Probably not. I don't know if it holds the same rewatchability for me as some of the other ones. But that's just me. What do you guys think of Shaft? Let me know. Leave your thoughts in the comment box below. As always, I will get to them. I will respond to them just like I always do. Let's get those hashtags trending out there on social media. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And of course, the ever popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Don't forget to do what that commercial just told you. Get out there. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. Get you your t-shirts for Meachamania, Talk Wrestling, and the Jeff Meacham Network. And while you're there, support me and the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt, your Dad's Not Always on Wrestling shirt, your Stat Boy Sports Bar shirt, and so much more there under one roof on one website. Tomorrow, as I already touched on, we will be continuing our black exploitation portion of Black History Month with the first of two Pam Greer films I'm going to be talking about, Coffee. So make sure you come back tomorrow to check that one out. 
exclusively here, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel with a brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow with another brand new show. I appreciate you guys tuning in, leaving me those comments. Makes me feel good to know that you guys are out there watching every episode. And until tomorrow, I will see you guys next time.